Hello, and welcome to the FGB Podcast. We're your hosts. My name is Robin. And I'm Michelle. And the Fit Girl Boss Podcast is all about highlighting some pretty badass, amazing women who are CEOs, business owners, founders, whether of a small business or a big corporation, but also prioritize their fitness, nutrition, and overall health. We'll be talking about how we can marry a busy lifestyle and a healthy lifestyle together to, to achieve anything and the importance of how taking care of yourself physically and mentally through nutrition can have a positive effect on the bottom line of your business. This podcast is brought to you by Bodzi, an online nutrition and lifestyle coaching company dedicated to helping female entrepreneurs heighten their health and fitness levels all while running a business. Visit us at www.bodzi.com. Okay, so on today's podcast episode, we have um, a guest who's a little bit different than our normal um, guests and interviews because everyone that we've had on the podcast so far has um, run their own business, which is amazing. And we highlight um, women who um, have this entrepreneurial spirit to them. But that is also what our next guest has is that entrepreneurial spirit, um, even though she doesn't necessarily run her own business. However, she is the manager of a gym downtown Toronto that she has been maintaining alive and open, which is really, really important in this time, because as we know, a lot of gyms have unfortunately um, succumbed to the COVID-19 pandemic and have shut down. 416 Fitness Club um, downtown Toronto is um, still alive and doing well. And that is a big thanks to our next guest. So Karolina Konyechna, she's very proud of me for saying her last name correctly. And I know when she listens to this, she's going to be super proud of me again. Um, We're going to have her on and we're going to talk about how she's been dealing with the pandemic all while running, basically running a gym. So let's bring her on. Thanks for doing your hair for the podcast. Hi, ladies. Hey. Did did you uh, particularly put your hair that high for this podcast just so you could bring the high pone power to the show? Yeah. I mean, when am I not repping the high pony, you know? Yeah, just look. Um. Wait, I gotta get comfy. How is your Fridays going so far? Friday's pretty good. I've successfully swept and mopped my entire first floor. That's the highlight of my day. I lit my nice. house on fire. Oh yeah, Michelle lit her house on fire. I lit my house on fire. How? And, Why? Um, I was making Dylan some Eggo waffles this morning. Put them in the toaster, put the toaster down, and the toaster didn't pop when it was supposed to. It just kept like cooking and cooking. And of course, I was multitasking, right? Like, and I turned around and my whole kitchen was like filled with smoke. And I wish I kept what the Eggo waffle Waffle. looks like because it was actually like it was in flames, it was in fire. You, (laughs) they, (laughs) they turned into like pure charcoal. And that's insane. I'm not like, I wouldn't say like I'm a super good cook. I'm not the worst either. Like I'm not like burn ego waffles bad, but today I was. So that's how, that's how Friday is going. Carolina, you're the energy that you bring to this podcast episode is going to flip our Fridays around. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. I am. I'm well caffeinated. Oh, good. Nice. And super excited. What did you get at Starbucks today? Oh, I just went full send with a venti americano. Nothing but pure black coffee in my veins right now. Nice, nice. That's, That's the way it should be on a Friday like today. Yeah. Um. Did you hear that there's gonna be more restrictions announced? Two thirty. Uh, I know that because um, Michelle texted me at approximately nine thirty last night. Saying, give me the bottle of wine that you recommended to me because I need to stock up immediately. I started like panic buying and like hoarding um, online like wine, basically like like wine was my toilet paper. Like I just went crazy, and I don't know why. Like again, you know, comparable to toilet paper, there's no reason why. Like the LCBO is not going to shut down. No. Yeah. So like, what am I doing? It wasn't rational, but I was just like, oh my God, like 
I need at least like 12 to 15 bottles of wine immediately. You know, it's not the, it's not the most stupid thing to be doing because at least it prevents you from going out. Yeah. Yeah. Same with toilet paper. I'll I'll go with that. I'll go with that. (laughs) We'll reason with it. If you can stock up toilet paper and it prevents you from going to Costco and, or blah, blahs or whatever, then I'm, I'm all here for it. Yeah. Um, Okay. Honestly, remember like the very first lockdown grocery shopping was terrifying. Terrifying. Like I remember going into the store and like having a list, like my roommate literally like wrote out a list was like, like eggs, like whatever. And I'd come home with like 10 tomatoes, three jars of pickles and like a single (laughs) clove of garlic. And she'd be like, what happened? And I was like, it's a blur. I went in there and like you saw people with masks and it was so foreign to you. And you, I was just like, okay, this, the no one's here. I'm going to grab this. And like, and I, and we got nothing done. So she was like, so dinners, pickles and tomatoes and a little bit of garlic. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. yep. Yep. That's it. Yep. Solid. I'm really exposing myself today too. Um, but uh, when it's funny, like when COVID first hit, like so terrified of everything that I like purged my whole house and like went on this huge cleaning spree. And then I sold something on marketplace and Your uh, I, yeah, <laughs> and put it on my worst sale ever and put it on my porch and someone came and got it and put like money in my um, mailbox. And I used like surgical gloves to retrieve the money out of my mailbox. And then because our money's plastic, right? Threw yeah. it in the sink and like doused it in like uh, dish soap. That's <laughs> extra washer to the bills. <laughs> and now I'm just at the point where I'm like, whatever. Like, <laughs> Okay, Dylan was just over there licking that pole. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at too. Sometimes I literally like it's a game I play. This is off the record. This should not be live. But like sometimes it's a game I play. I'm like, I'm gonna not wash my hands and eat this apple and see what happens. Like, do it, coronavirus. Come at me. <laughs> yeah, come and, at me. <laughs> you know, or I'll be in a store and I'll, there's like a voice in my head now that's like do it take your mask off see what happens like it's just like you know this subconscious I think it's we're all just going insane no I don't do it I'm a good citizen absolutely insane and Um, yeah it's it's crazy even so to like hear people in the states and stuff talk about how it's like over for them you know and it's like well we're still right in the thick of it yeah my parents are in Cancun for three weeks just living their best life living their life because they can Anyways, I live my. I was um, just looking at beach vacations before you came on, so that is my extent of like being on a beach. Just a year ago today, we would have been in San Diego had the pandemic not happened. I just like to remind you of that. That was pretty much we this weekend, eh? Vaca- yeah, that was pretty much aligned with now. Okay, Michelle, real quick backstory here. So last year I was in school, and I, me and Robin, really wanted to go on like a graduation trip. Like we hadn't been on vacation in so long. Little did we know it was going to be a lot longer. So yeah. we booked a trip to San Diego. It was like an epic trip like I got us remember there was that guy named Hank oh yeah and he had that Airbnb Stand it included guy. yeah it included like three bikes in it and paddle boards and it was like right on the beach and I was stoked like so ready and then as soon as like February rolled around Robin's sister was like so there's this like virus going around like I don't know and I was in full denial I was like that's not going to kill my vibe. We're going. And then week by week, both of them were like, yeah, I don't think we're going to go. And I was like, Kate pussies, like we're going, stop talking about this like virus. And it wasn't until probably like March 13th when the whole world locked down that I was like, (laughs) okay. All right. Well, yeah, you were in full like, and it was so funny. It's like they canceled the NBA. Yeah. We're not going on this trip. Well, that's exact. It's true. And that's happened. That happened to me. Oh my gosh. So I was, I felt like that was with me with a lot of people because it was my brother, like my younger brother who, I mean, he's like all into tracking. He was all into tracking this thing from like the inception of it, like November of 2019. And so he brought it to like my family's attention, like so early on. And so then I was starting to like become aware of it, like much before, like a lot of other people were and stuff like that. So that's why like, and not just Carolina, like so many people were like, you're crazy. Like, I remember telling yeah. Dan of the, of at four and six yeah. being like, Dan, you got to like get prepared. He's like, don't be paranoid. Like whatever. You're just being paranoid. You're fine. Like 
And again, two months later, like bam, the gym shut down. And so, yeah, it wasn't just you. It was like, I would, yeah, my whole family was talking about it like so early on. But then I would push back and I'd be like, Robin doesn't know what she's talking about. She's out of her mind. And that was (laughs) the biggest, like, I told you so that I've ever had in my life. So (laughs) now I don't push back on Robin's big life statements. March 13 of 2020, I was in Whistler and Dylan and Matt were supposed to meet me out on the 14th and we canceled their flight. So like, that was the last vacation I had. That was the last anything I had. And it was just like, okay, we just got to stay inside for like two weeks. Got to be like super diligent. Like we got this mm-hmm. and the kids don't go back to school. And it's just like, here we are. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember what I was going to say. Cause you said NBA when the NBA shut down, that's when like shit started to get real. Yeah. And that's when, you know, that's the only day that Doug decided to listen to me. I was like <laughs> the only day. It was like, he's like, you're insane. Like stop being paranoid. Like we're going to be fine. Because I was like, I need to go stock up on my medications. I need to go get toilet paper. I need to go go do grocery shopping. He's like, just stop, like relax. I come home from the gym one day and Doug's like sulking on the couch. And he's like, he just looks like he's seen, I don't know, a ghost. And he's like, Robin, we need to really start preparing for this pandemic. And I was like, okay, thanks. Why? (laughs) The NHL stopped. (laughs) Yeah, the NBA. Cool. The NBA called it first. Yeah, the NBA was first. So, Carolina, we did a little bit of an introduction to you before you popped on here. Um, And you're, I mean, it was quick and easy. Don't worry. I didn't didn't say anything bad about you. Um, All good. Exposed. (laughs) You've been exposed. You didn't tell the world that I can't do strict pull ups. (laughs) Of course not, because you can do strict pull ups. I actually did three the other day. You can ask Megs. Three in the row. Three in a row. Up, three and well, there was That's a little incredible. bit of a break between, but but yes, es- essentially, yeah. I mean, if Olympic lifters can call a double and taking thirty seconds in between each lift, you can call three in a row. You know, hopping down, shaking out your arms a little bit, hopping back up. Yeah, that no counts. one saw it. Yeah. Um. So our introduction basically was about you being a boss by keeping the life of the gym alive through this pandemic talk to us a little bit about what you do um okay what I do so I would say my general role right now is just the glue that keeps the gym together um in the sense that I kind of help our coaches make sure that they're managing their athletes so what we've done with our gym is that um we've separated all our athletes into like groups with their coach. And so that coach will check in with them every day. Cause we found that like the biggest thing that people need right now and just throughout this year has been accountability and that like individual experience. So I kind of help the coaches keep their members engaged and make sure that everyone is staying on track and happy and still working out. Uh, so as a whole, that's pretty much my job. And from there, it breaks it down to all the different strategies that I take to do that, whether it be, articles that I write, social media that I help create, um, check-ins that I do with members. Obviously there's like all the admin stuff that goes on and just general maintenance. But honestly, like my overall goal each week is to just keep members as happy and like fit and healthy as I can. Um, and so, yeah, in two sentences, that's what I do. <laughs> that was really, really good. We, I said in the introduction that you have a bit of an entrepreneur entrepreneurial spirit to you. And I said that because as you know, a lot of people know from previous episodes, we usually have people on this podcast who own a business, but I think like more and more as we, you know, speak to this, this particular audience of, you know, entrepreneurs that intrapreneur, um, intrapreneurial or intrapreneur person can kind of take shape in the form of a manager, kind of like what you're doing. And so do you find that you sort of feel like you are, you know, running, like running the show inside, like kind of to put it like, you know, as simply as possible, like, do you feel like you have a bit of like a business that you're running in the sense where you have all these moving pieces and you kind of have to manage it all and you're managing coaches and you're managing athletes? Like, how are you balancing all that? 
All right. First off, I'd just like to start off with the fact that I do have my own brand. It's called Carolina underscore on underscore TikTok. So like, <laughs> comment, subscribe, follow. That is all me. And that is all content I put out on my How's own. How's it going, by the way, your TikTok? Uh... Um, well, thanks for asking, Robin. I actually, I'm a bit of a one hit wonder at the moment where <laughs> I have this like one video blow up about handstands and nothing else. And straight up, my friend Bilal told me that one of my videos, every single view is from him because he rewatches it every so often just to to laugh. So he sees the view count go up and it's just him. Just the one so, yeah, time. Some, that one video really slapped, but the rest of them, um, we're still working on it. But, um, but yeah, in terms of what I actually do, um, honestly, like the thing about what I do is that I felt like this position was almost like made for me in some ways if you know me at all like I am a huge people person like I would even go to say that I'm a hyper extrovert and so I remember from like the first month or two that I came to this gym um, and just saw the way that things were run the type of people this place attracts the community the vibes all of that I just remember being like okay this is it this is where I want to work now I got to figure out what I want to do here And so it took a few years of me kind of like observing, um, you know, the different people in their roles and, and overall, like what Dan, the CEO has as a vision for the gym for me to kind of realize, okay, where can I contribute? And so my thing was always like, put me in front of the people. Let me talk to people. Let me do the check-ins with them. Let me see what their goals are. Let me get them talking. Let me do their testimonials, anything where I can actually like interact with them. So I've almost like carved out a little position on my own where I take my strengths, which has a lot to do with just people skills and being outgoing, um, and then put that into place where I'm needed. So that's what's worked so well is that I've almost like created my own job (laughs) in Mm -hmm. some ways um, and just ran with it. And then I just continue to take on more responsibilities and take on more projects. And it's a pretty cool position where I can actually like... um, have an idea and run with it and see how it goes so yeah that's kind of how I would say it's entrepreneurial-ish yeah yeah good for you am I right by saying that is that a thing entrepreneur because I thought I made that up for a second but I think that's actually a real word I don't know I'm gonna google that after because I'm pretty sure like you know being an entrepreneur is working within another business that's not your own but you're sort of like creating just like Carolina explained you're sort of creating your own role within a business that's not yours by ownership anyways side sidebar there sidebar well good for you for for finding that little niche and that thing that just absolutely you know um works on your your strength and especially this last year you've probably seen an increasing need for that right just keeping people happy like you said so while you keep other people happy what are you doing for yourself to keep your spirits up during COVID? Um, Well, first and foremost, I have to hand over a bit of credit to TikTok because that app coming into my life in 2020 um, has been a pure blessing. I just find that not only like, I know a lot of people like to like scroll through TikTok and it's entertaining, but like I'm one of the rare individuals that finds so much joy off learning the dances and doing them. So I, every time a new dance comes out, I do that and I just find it so fun. So that's one I thing that I think the listeners really need to know, like the pure like millennial um, Gen Z war that you and I had for a solid like three weeks there. And that was like the, like Carolina introduced me to, because Michelle, you and I had a full on conversation at the beginning of one of our podcasts about that, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Remember, the, remember? We the talked side about, parts and yeah, yeah. We talked about like, we talked about the whole thing. Carolina really brought me it. on to that. Right. I didn't even know that was a thing until like, and like, so listeners, Carolina is, you know, a Gen Z. We are millennials. Mm-hmm. We get along more than well, but there was a solid week, three weeks or a few weeks there where Carolina and I were just going at it <laughs> over text message. And so <laughs> I think you need to elaborate a little bit more on that, Carolina, for um, the people to really understand what was going on. 
All right. So here's the thing, though, is that I'm right on the cusp because I'm a 98 baby. So I'm towards the end of the Gen Z's. And um, a thing about me is that I tend to run with an older crowd because of also my job, the people I'm surrounded with, my friends, everyone tends to be older than me. So I would I would call myself like a Gen Z annual, you know. So However, I really like to be right, especially when I talk to Robin. And um, and so I just, I don't know, there was something you said that maybe irritated me and I wanted to, to kind of prove myself. So we had like this full on, yeah, text war. Um, and so I got like really heated. So I'm looking at my text right now with oh, you. you pulled it up. And I pulled it up. Pulled so out the archive. Let's get into it. Because Robin was like, I don't know what you're going off about. Like, you know, you guys are the generation that ate Tide Pods, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, like, hold my beer. So I go, listen, we spearheaded so many political movements, grew up in the age of Donald Trump, wrote petitions, led conversation about deep issues like racism, climate change, etc. cetera. And then I was like, what did you do? Take selfies on your flip phone? And we got into this whole Flip thing phone. about it which is so funny because because as soon as it's so funny too because carolina says that she's an older gen z and i'm a i'm a younger millennial right so it's there's like a bit of a disconnect so there's a little bit of a disconnect so when she says like taking selfies on your flip phone i'm like man i'm like i don't i like i don't remember having a flip phone <laughs> like, you i do because oh for sure i'm on the like upper cusp of yeah. millennials yeah like i'm barely on the millennial i think we got, line no we've talked about this we need to go back and listen to our i had episode. like a motorola razor do you guys have that oh one? yeah 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 i i think that was like one of my first phone my fr- i like i do remember when phones became color yeah like, i remember i had one of the first color phones and i was like well this is it cool. wasn't a blue backlight with just like yes yeah. yeah. Um, Any who'sies a little bit <laughs> off track here, but I felt it was necessary for, you know, the, the audience to really understand the diverse um, age range that's going on in this conversation right now. Yeah. But we all get along wonderfully. Yeah. Some of us Absolutely. have aggressive side parts though. And some of us have aggressive middle parts <laughs> and some of some us flip flop back and let forth. Go of our, of our skinny jeans, even though there's no benefit to them whatsoever. Of skinny you, jeans? Yes. Can you please defend yourself there? Because I <laughs> don't think you have a point. <laughs> what are the benefits? So, okay. So here's what I don't even understand. What's the opposite of skinny jeans? Like, what are we talking here? Boy- like what? Boyfriend like jeans. Like what? Like mom jeans? Boyfriend jeans. Yeah, okay. Like no, boyfriend jeans, jeans are. Jeans. I like mom jeans. Yeah. I like mom jeans. I like boyfriend jeans. Um, yeah. Skinny jeans are just like fitting and they make you feel better because they're just all about like size and they hug you right that's the noise that they make when they go around my love handles yeah personally I just don't feel good in clothing that is like stuck to me and I cannot move in and gives me a muffin top so I'm not sure like what feel good means to you I just can't imagine going through so isn't that just going through my twenties, having to wear those every time I go out, like, are you, were you miserable? Well, okay. So we gotta, we gotta go through the history here. If we're going to get on the topic of jeans, we're, we're going into this, Carolina, you asked, (laughs) so I'm going to go through it for you. There's, there are like two phases now that Michelle and I have both gone through. There was the low cut bell bottom phase, which was brutal. And that has torture torture. And that has what is as instilled like just pure body dysmorphia in a lot of us and that is what I thought now correct me if I'm wrong Carolina but that is what I thought Gen Z's were bringing back is like low cut like wide leg pants a frame whatever you call them a leg pants or whatever and so from on from my time spent on TikTok I've thought that that was what Gen Z's wanted like low cut really wide leg or whatever and so millennials were like no like we've been there done that like it was bad and so that's why like high rise skinny jeans kind of came into play because they can go all the way up to your friggin' bra line and just like <laughs> make you feel really good <laughs> yeah 
And the other thing too, is that like, I feel if you're wearing baggy jeans, you have to be, you have to have like a certain body type. Like you have, if you almost have to be like five, seven, five, eight, and really skinny to like pull off an oversized look. I think so too. Or uh, like if I'm like five, four and try to wear like baggy clothes, I just look like the pigeon lady from home alone. (laughs) Yeah. I just look like an absolute. (laughs) Do you feel like right now? care that much about that like we're just we're above you guys in the sense that like we're not all about or figure that much we're into comfort right think of Justin Bieber's clothing line Crocs bucket hats sweatpants like that's what we value function over fashion because we just want to live our best lives and we're not giving a crap about like who's looking at like how curvy our legs look right so I think you just need to like understand that like yeah I understand if I really want to look good for a specific occasion and I really want someone to like look at the shape of my legs like maybe I'll put on skinny jeans but for like a day-to-day outfit and just general fashion like we've brought in this kind of streetwear casual um and I'm just so glad we did and I'm sorry that you know what Carolina you make okay you make a fair point there that is a fair point you make a very valid point what I, what I'll say to that is we dress up. No, I'm going to say something because we're having a great conversation (laughs) here. I'm going to say that we, as in like the whole dress up, I know that you're kind of not attacking, but you're saying that, you know, we dress up to show off. I think that, and I can't remember who we had on our podcast before who was saying that when when I put myself Jaylene. on Jaylene, yeah, Jaylene was saying, you know, when I do myself up and I feel good, I'm just nicer to people. And, you know, yeah. it's that whole idea that like when I'm not wearing sweatpants and, and like, don't get me wrong, I'm in a full sweatsuit right now and I feel really good. I'm here. I'm chilling. It's rainy out. Like I like it. But if I put jeans on and I do my hair and I do my makeup and that and I am like out in public, I just feel better about myself. And that's like a very personal thing right now. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Well, like, do you, you get that? Like, day, I was strutting down harbor front in my Justin Bieber Crocs, my white sweatpants, and my crop top, and, and I was good. feeling better than ever. Well, that's great. So, that's so that's. I think like, we've just we've just redefined style, and like your your sense of style and like what you feel good in is just different than what we feel good in. We prioritize comfort, and it's just I don't know. It's just better for everyone, and I'm I see both sides, and I think we can we can settle on that and move on. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about style though. And like, I'm going to come at you a little bit, Carolina, right now. Come at her because she's coming at us. So I'm going to come back at her hard here is that, you know, you guys didn't invent anything like trends come and trends go. I was wearing Crocs when I was like 14. (laughs) No, like you somewhat adapted, like I don't not like the grungy skater kind of look that we also as millennials went through, but like, that's what, if you want to talk about Justin Bieber, like that's what his Drew house ads are about. They're like skater ads, like, um, sepia tones, all that stuff that we went through as well with like baggier clothes. So it's just all the cycle. Like, I don't think anyone's really inventing, inventing anything. You're just bringing it back. Totally. You just totally. (laughs) But, he, but the thing that's happened is that as we bring this cycle in, because it's our time, it's our time, we're in our low 20s and teens, it's our time to bring what trend we want to the table, but you millennials are pushing back. And that's what's caused this war, <laughs> is that you weren't willing to accept it because of your stubborn kind of personalities and just general like vibe that you guys put out and you're like avocado toast eating 90s obsession that you you just won't move over. That's the, that's the problem. We were perfectly fine. We were just going to do our thing. You guys can continue doing your thing. But on TikTok, all these millennials are like, oh no, 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 this can't be happening. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you just have to swallow the pill and accept that you're now turning 30. And like, you know, us 20 year olds are in charge of fashion right now for our generation. And, you know, we tend to be the icons of fashion. This is just the age that we're put in different advertisements and we're put in pop culture. And that's just what it is. And I'm sorry that that's such a hard pill for you guys to swallow. But I appreciate that sentiment. I cannot wait until you turn 30 and the gen, whatever it is, comes at you and you don't push over. 
Right. Well, we'll just have to see because we're, that's not who we are as a generation. Because again, <laughs> do I need to go back to the fact that how many political movements we've spearheaded and that we went through the age of Donald Trump and that, you know, we're challenging Where things. Where were we like during that thing? Yeah, you guys, anyways. You're taking selfies on your phone. <laughs> you know, you're too busy doing that to care about the political movements going on. That's okay, so here's, here's like generation. one thing. Here's one thing. I want to show you how open-minded millennials are doing. So here's the thing, like I'll put together like a regular outfit that I have in my closet and put it on. You send me what like your generation would you buy and wear, and then I'll, I'll put it on and we can see which one we look better <laughs> because I feel like me, if I just in like, first of all, if I dressed in a Justin Bieber bucket hat and Crocs and like went outside, everyone would be like, what is this loser doing? Like she's 38 and she's acting like she's 16. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? My I'm husband, would be, my husband would be Michelle. like, what's going on here? I'm like, not, I'm Yeah. I think what Caroline is about to say is right. Like, like, I don't think Gen Z's are trying to get us to do what they want. They just want us to stop hating on them and vice versa. All right, that's exactly. fairly. We'll leave so you alone if you leave us alone. How about that? Absolutely, peace. Can truce. we still be friends though? Potentially. Okay, let's let's call a truce. Yeah. We'll call, All right. We'll call a truce. Um, but I think that's um a perfect. I love Dylan in the background, just going at it. <laughs> Guys, I mean, if you're listening to this, we're in the middle of a lockdown. You got to give us a break. We have kids screaming in the background here. Send help. There's no yeah. school, no um, nothing. Yeah. Okay. Your question was how I take care of myself. And then we talked about TikTok. Because, oh, yeah. And then we started, yeah, it, it, and then we started attacking is, each other. Yeah. It is a big part of, of how I keep myself happy is doing <laughs> these things that I enjoy. Um, but okay. The other part of like genuinely how I've kind of kept myself going and pepped up has been like actually practicing what I preach because um, what we do with our members a lot, like when you're part of a gym, especially when like ours, that's more of a community is that you also look at other like aspects of these people's lives, not just that one hour that they work out. So in terms of like, you know, the big five right now that we're focusing on is like sleep, stress, hydration, nutrition, and what am I missing? Sleep. Um, And so So especially being in a pandemic, sleep, stress, hydration, mm-hmm. nutrition, stress. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs> yeah, you're good. <laughs> sleep, 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 stress, stress, hydration, nutrition, and movement. Nutrition, work, movement. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of the, what I said first. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so obviously like those are even more important now that we're in lockdown and, you know, our lives have been totally flipped around is looking at those other ways that you're taking care of yourself and of your body. Um, and so I've been focusing on those and kind of, instead of being like, Hey guys, like you should do this, like you should drink more water, like preaching it onto our members. I've kind of taken the approach of like, let's do this. So if I had the idea of like, you know, let's be active throughout the day and take breaks from your work. Then I actually like did it and posted it on social media and was like, this is me running a mile. And it actually helps me because I think that in any like business that you're, you're running, you need to be able to relate to your members, no matter how high up you are, whether you're CEO or just starting up, like the biggest thing is that you need to be relatable and these people need to have a connection to you, especially if it's a a business where you have like members like we do. Mm -hmm. So um, something that I like really struggled with in December was productivity. I just like the days are short. You just, I just couldn't focus. I'd sit there and just like twiddle my thumbs. So shout out to Dan. He was like, sat down with me and kind of helped me like block out my schedule in different chunks and was like, Hey, this is a chunk that you're going to do this in. This is a chunk you're going to do this in. And between those chunks, you have breaks. And so what I ended up doing is that I ended up running a mile every single day during one of those breaks, just to show the people that I'm I'm doing it and just to help myself refocus. Um, And I think that doing it and then showing our members that I'm doing it and getting engagement with them, that's kind of what keeps me going because I love engagement and I, I just, the biggest, like the hardest part for me of all of this has just been 
lack of socializing. Mm-hmm. Like it's gotten to the point where like I would go into Starbucks and have like a 20 minute conversation with a barista. And it, <laughs> at one point during like the most kind of restricted lockdowns, she was like, listen, you're a great person. I love that you come in here every day, but like you can't be in here for this long. <laughs> like, Get out. Okay. So, so yeah so in a nutshell like people um practicing what I preach and actually like focusing on on these five factors and and putting things into place and, and doing it with the people has made me feel like there's still people around me and that we're still like in a community you know yeah and it's yeah. also because one of the first things that you said earlier on in this conversation is you said that what the people really need right now is accountability Right. And it's kind of like it's acting both ways now, too, where it's like the members are sort of holding you accountable because they kind of expect to see you run every day. Right. You've been posting it on social media and they know you're doing it. So you're like, oh, I want to do it for the members. I want to be able to provide these members, you know, with some sort of motivation. So it kind of holds you to that plan as well. Um, And then it kind of has this ripple effect into holding the other members accountable because you're doing it. So it's like a back and forth, which is nice. Mm-hmm. totally but I think there's also an aspect of like keeping it real so I literally did a segment on Instagram called keeping it real with Carolina because when you're kind of like you know a leader which is what I would consider myself you also have to show people your imperfections and where you struggle because mm-hmm. again that makes you more relatable so if you're constantly being there being like I'm drinking my water I'm working out check out my six pack this is me running then at some point people are just going to be defeated they're like I'm I'm never going to be able to do that like I can't even you know get up out of bed in the morning like I don't even want to watch this girl do this because it just makes me feel worse about myself and that's what we were getting too in the fall is just people being so defeated not even wanting to engage with us so what I did is I tried to flip things around and show them the not so great moments either like when I didn't get a workout in and I was like well I was gonna work out it didn't happen so instead I did this walk or you know Mm -hmm. I was gonna eat well today and then instead you know I just didn't have food till one and then ordered Popeyes so you have to keep it real with them (laughs) you have to keep it real with them because just like you preach as a nutrition um business owner like you have your moments too and it's not perfection that we strive for it's consistency right and so if you have one slipper yeah if you have one slip up don't let it derail you just pick yourself up and keep going and so that's something that I tried to like have shine through my stories and and things that I'm doing too yeah I think that's like such a a like a really important message for anybody to take away if they find themselves in a you know a position where they have the opportunity to be a leader and that doesn't need to be at work if you're a mom or if you're an older sister or if you're like anything where you have like this kind of role model um position for anybody then it's like yeah it's important to show them your you know your struggles um your relatability but at the same time as you have been doing you're showing a solution to that too it's not like oh i'm sad life isn't good. Okay. Bye. Right. It's like, I'm sad. Life isn't good, but here's what I'm going to do about it. Instead of doing a workout today, I'm actually just going to go for a walk because I know that's going to make me feel good. And I'm going to get some steps in. So that's my solution to not feeling great. And what, what's so great about that is like, it is showing, you know, your struggles and your, your, you know, your weaknesses truly, but it's also maintaining that kind of leader position because you do want these members to still and continue to look up to you, right? Like do you want them to still look at you as a role model? You want them to still see you as like, oh yeah, Caroline is doing it so I can do it. That's all I have to say. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think that they also, by seeing us kind of fail and get back up and try again, it just, just makes their their goal seem a bit more realistic like you know even if they have a bad day like they can still do it and you know I'm just like them I'm working out one hour a day and I'm sitting for a lot of the day doing my job as well and you know I'm not over here like training eight hours a day either so making yourself relatable and like all of those aspects I think is what's caused me to be successful also in my position because I have those close connections with people since they trust me um so yeah I loved your little character mile challenge. Um, it came at like such a good time and it mm-hmm. was so relatable. Like you said, the whole purpose was to kind of pull you out of it and keep it real with Carolina. And I just like, I loved it. It hit me at a time where I was like, okay, it's 
freezing outside. There's so much snow. I, you know, I guess we'll still keep plugging away at our indoor workouts, but it just came at a time where it was just so needed. Mm -hmm. I think you should do another one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I got to think of, of another good challenge to do. I'm doing the, um, the lifestyle challenge, the Bozzy challenge. So I'm excited to do that and kind of like showcase my progress and what I'm focusing on. Um, because I think that'll, that'll hit hard. And a lot of our members are doing it too. So that'll be great because right now, like this, that's all you can really control. I think a lot of us are trying to like hang on to any kind of stability and things we can control since especially living in Ontario, everything just feels so out of control. Um, so going on there and just being like, listen, like you can control these things. Um, so let's do it together. Yeah. Hopefully that goes well. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for the challenge to start. That's going to be really sweet. Um, I want to talk about your, um, a little bit of like your history with like how you started out in gymnastics, then what, and then what, and like kind of what led you, cause the story of you like walking into four and six fitness club comes from like somewhere, right? Like you have kind of like this cool, like history, <laughs> that led you into yeah. walking into the gym and leading you to where you are now. So, so what's that the like? The actual story of me walking into the gym, shout out Dana, if you're listening, is pretty funny. Um, but okay, I'll start just kind of like growing up and blah, blah, blah. So, so yeah, so growing up, I was like the most hyper child you've ever met, bouncing off the walls. So my parents put me in gymnastics purely on the fact that like, we need something that will tire her out so that she'll sleep at night. My <laughs> parents are a bit older. They had me um, quite late on in life. So they weren't really about the whole high energy kid life. So they threw me in gymnastics to kind of take care of that. Um, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Floor was always my favorite event. So I love to just tumble around the floor and, um, and that's where I kind of like get my strong shoulders from because I just did back handsprings for days whenever I was bored. Um, and so doing gymnastics obviously kind of, um, helped me just generally fall in love with fitness because I just loved what my body could do. And instead of, and that's like what you want to preach right now to girls too is like instead of thinking of fitness as something where you start out trying to change your body you want to kind of start it out to find out what your body can do and have an mm-hmm. appreciation for that so I'm lucky where that's kind of like where my fitness love came from of like wow I can do a handstand I can do a pistol now I can do this what else can I do and so when my gymnastics days ended and I was in um high school I found CrossFit because I just like honestly 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 like there was these like Lululemon moms in my town doing it. And I had this thought and I was like, I really want to see if I can show them up. So <laughs> I went into a CrossFit gym and I by myself, my parents didn't even know. I went into a CrossFit gym and I was like, I'd like to try. And at the gym I went to, they didn't really have like basics. They just kind of like threw me in. Um, and I definitely got my ass handed to me in like all the Metcons at first. Did you do Fran? expecting that. I did do Fran at some point when I was younger. Yeah. yeah. But I do remember my first open and, and oh. I was 16 and I just was fully unprepared for all of it. Um, but anyway, but eventually because they were like nice enough where they were like, you know, it's fine. Instead of, I came in there really cocky and then they were, they let me down easy. They were like, yeah, you're going to want to take some weight off that barbell. And I remember I was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an athlete. Um, yeah. I'm an athlete. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so now when I see people come in the gym with that attitude, I'm like, I'm just going to let you down slowly. Cause I've been there. Um, so, but yeah, but eventually I just really loved it just because it was one of those things where you can always keep achieving more things. And I wanted to, to keep going with it. Um, and then someone that I really look up, up to at the time was Lauren Fisher. She's like really cool CrossFit athlete and Um, I just thought she was so cool and everything that she stood for was awesome. And um, she was like a really big role model to me. So she's part of why I kind of kept going with it and even wanted to be competitive at one point. Um, And then (laughs) I came to Toronto for school. I went to U of T um, and I kind of like didn't do CrossFit for a year and I really missed it. So one day, shout out Dana, (laughs) it was like May. I just Googled CrossFit gyms near me found 416 I just pulled up the email I went I bet this email is like somewhere in my inbox (laughs) and I was like hi my name is Carolina 
I'm 19 years old and I will do anything at your gym to be, do a membership. I am happy to clean all the equipment you want. Please hire me. <laughs> it was literally along the lines of that. And like coincidentally, Dana was looking for someone to hire at the front desk. So she was probably like, what the heck? But she was like, yeah, come on in for an interview. Um, and like recently I found the sheet that she did my interview on, which is so crazy. <laughs> the things I talked about in that interview there's like horseback riding question mark international relations question mark like (laughs) all of these just random facts about because I'd never had an interview before like a real one because I was so young so I came in there and I think I literally just threw at her like all of my life experiences that had nothing to do with like cleaning gym equipment but I somehow thought that they would get me the job um and they did so (laughs) she was like sure you seem okay <laughs> that's so funny and that's where general gym bitch began yeah <laughs> yeah just I just I yeah. remember to this day just you cleaning the kettlebells like you would find things to clean that no other <laughs> gym employee found things to clean like you would be like just cleaning the shit out of the dowels like all Someone the ca- would be like mid deadlift and I'd be like, hang on, hang on. And I could whip out a Lysol wipe and like clean off the bar for them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, okay, okay, go the, ahead. The gym was pristine and it was like constant. I mean, as you can probably tell, like the energy that this girl has, she Amazing. would not sit down. Like it was like, oh, I clean, I cleaned it once around. Okay, let's let's do this again. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where I started just because I like just a few months in, like I said, I was like, I love this place. I want to develop my career here. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I need to prove myself and work hard and just show them how great I am. And, um, and I did that, like you said, by aggressively cleaning every single piece of equipment in this gym, yeah. <laughs> just saying yes to every opportunity that came my way. Do you want to paint this wall? Yes. Do you want to build this <laughs> rower? Yes. Like every kind of thing. I was like, yes, please. Anything. Yeah. Um, so even Bodzi, I even like in, did a little internship with Bodzi at one point and helped Robin with all these amid things that I just was so eager to learn about. Um, so that's how Robin and I, I really latched onto Robin just on the first day. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like, I remember meeting you and I was like, all right, she seems chill. Let me just, let me slide into her DMs in and say hi. Yeah. So and then, we, then by, not by choice, she became my best friend. Um <laughs> we used to go yes this was before Doug shout out Doug he kind of came in and ruined a few things for me but before Doug (laughs) Robin and I used to like wake up at 5 a.m I lived across the street I would like come over in my speedo and goggles and we would go swimming yeah in the pool in her condo and then we'd go hit a CrossFit workout yeah and then every 10 minutes during the day I'd be like what are you doing what are you eating what are you drinking should we do a workout what are you thinking what do you think of this outfit like I'm I'm honestly shocked that I'm still around because yeah I put you through a lot you've come a long way Carolina I kind of yeah I did kind of take you under my wing and it's just been like you know the best relationship that ever was yeah thanks yeah yeah I try oh you guys are so cute Yeah, we've we've had a lot of so speaking of things I want to talk about, though, because this is on my list. I do just want to acknowledge the fact that I tried so hard to convince Robin to go swimming in Lake Ontario with me. It's just one of those things that when I first moved to Toronto, I thought that it was assumed that everyone swims in the lake. I'm like, your city is built by a lake. Why wouldn't you swim in it? That seems like such a missed opportunity. Little did I know, like the contents the of place what was be. in that lake at one point yes yeah but finally on one like hot July day I convinced Robin to go with me and on that day I remember there was some warning for like high E. coli but same thing as with our San Diego trip I was on a mission I was like no one's getting in the way of me Old getting denial. in this lake and there was nobody in the lake but me and Robin but yeah <laughs> did go in ever and the only yeah. people ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty close well actually no t- the first time we went in was in the beaches right wasn't didn't we go down to the east end that was the second time that was like recently oh it was we the first the time at Cherry yeah. beach <laughs> yeah. okay yeah I remember that too well no there was one time where I went in with you but then there was a more recent time where you just full-on ran in and I was like kind of lingering behind on the beach and this the lifeguard comes over and he's like so just want to let you know that like the uh it just rained yesterday and like you know 
after a big city rain, like that's the last place you want to be because all the sludge is just like going into the water. And he's like, I just don't think you really want to be in there right now. And Carolina just looks up. She's like, well, I'm in here anyways. Yeah. So um, I just like, yeah, just like it on the record that I swam in the lake for longer than Robin. Yeah. Who is, uh, yeah. Anything so, else you want to talk cut about? that part out. Yeah. Go down the um, list here. Carolina made some notes for this podcast. So this is all, this is your show. Um. Well, just some things that I think generally are underrated and should be talked about more. And I think people might want to hear about. So the first thing is rollerblading. If you Mm -hmm. haven't gotten yourself a pair of rollerblades yet, it's the ultimate summer cardio activity where it's like not as challenging as running. So you can really go for a long time. You can listen to music and enjoy yourself, but it's a little more fun than walking. Um, And I'd never rollerbladed before. And I, I got them last May and the first two months were a lot of white I still have a picture like, or a video of you rolling rolling into the gym the first time she was on rollerblades I was working out in the back corner of the gym Carolina rolls in and this picture is the best picture ever because she has helmet wrist guards elbow guards knee pads like ankle pads she should have had like a freaking neck brace on it was like a full-on yeah, like the getup was like, incredible yeah they weren't even like standard they were like huge like hockey pad it was like military grade <laughs> armor oh my <laughs> gosh wearing. why was this your first was time rollerblading it's just not a thing as much as it is here like you guys all in canada do so much yeah. more blading and hockeying in general yeah. like rollerblading was just kind of like a, a rare thing in boston so um so anyway rollerblades that's something I wanted to just bring up for anyone yeah. looking for a fun pandemic activity. Um, get yourself a pair. I got like the very basic white girl Amazon rollerblades that if you literally look them up, they come up, they come in light blue and light pink. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really great quality. So <laughs> catch me and like every other person on Harper front wearing them, but they do. There's a reason that they're rated number one. They're pretty good. Right. Um, so takeaway okay, from that thing. is uh, get a pair of rollerblades for this pandemic. Okay. Yeah. Or this summer, Absolutely. especially, oh yeah, especially with that coming up. Secondly, you need to, uh, um, sorry, just book before you go on to your next one, you have to end each one with the, like a takeaway for the audience, you know, like tell them, give them, give them something to do. Oh, okay. okay. So yes, purchaser, some rollerblades. I see Kijiji has some as well. Okay. Um, okay. Second thing, yogurt, just in general, as a food, I think is like just such a versatile food and really underrated mm-hmm. um because it can be a meal it can be a snack it can be breakfast it can even be dinner if you want it to because a it provides a lot of protein b if you're like someone who's tracking your macros and you really need to be low on fat you can like adjust that by getting zero percent or you can mm-hmm. get like two percent or like five percent if you want something creamier then think of the things you can add to it right you can add berries you can add protein powder you can add cereal like literally anything depending on your mood and it still gives you a high protein meal and you can still add more nutrients in it if you want more like fruits and stuff Mm -hmm. and then also I've seen a lot of people lately who use Greek yogurt as like a sauce for something like if you're also trying to be healthy and you don't want sour um, cream like Greek yogurt yeah sour cream I actually put so when you came over oh yeah Carolina you left your Greek yogurt here and after you left (laughs) we made some chili and I put a little little dollop of Greek yogurt on my chili and it's just like sour cream yeah you carry around Greek yogurt if I could, I would, but it was, I should get a little <laughs> fridge. Um, can you imagine? <laughs> Just everywhere I go. Andy. Um, but no, every, everywhere that I do stay, like Robin's, the first item that I check for is Greek yogurt. Um, but, but yeah, so takeaway from there is that um, if you aren't eating Greek yogurt yet, please do it. And if you are in sense, are you sensitive to dairy? Like even like cashew yogurt is something coconut yogurt really good coconut Mm. yogurt get that ish okay okay next thing on my list here um I mean we already talked about crocs a bit Mm. um but just the fact that crocs are back and I just like to make that statement yeah can you just uh enlighten the audience on the two different modes that you can put your crocs in well there's casual and there's sport mode okay so if you're like really going for a bit of a power walk or or kind of on a mission you want to put them in sports mode with the strap is in the back mm-hmm. um but if you're looking for more of a laid back look then you just want the strap in the front i thought that so, was really um i thought that little... was really important information and what are like the pins that you should decorate with them is mm-hmm. that like oh cool? well you should definitely get the justin <laughs> bieber crocs 
Yeah, gibbets. So yeah. the Justin Bieber Crocs come with like Drew House gibbets in them. Um, the Post Malone Crocs are pretty sweet as well. And they just the other day came out with platform Crocs. Oh, dang. so they're like, yeah. So those are style. My next, the next item on my list of things to buy is um is white platform Crocs. Yeah. For your white, um, you need to get white sweatpants too, though, so you can yeah. have like full on white outfit with your white headphones yeah, yeah. too. Wow, jeez. Um, so that's on there. Uh, we talked briefly about Justin Bieber. Um, but if you haven't listened to his new album, that's definitely something that you should go do because it's just absolute fire. I also, (laughs) I watched the Billie Eilish documentary the other day Mm -hmm. and I've never related to someone more when she talked about her obsession with Justin Bieber. Um, because like it was a point, it got to a point where my parents were like, considering putting me in therapy for it like I would (laughs) sob and grieve over the fact that I wouldn't end up with him like it'd be like mom like if if it's not Justin Bieber it's nobody and like my mom being like a little bit older and she's also like she grew up in Poland so she's not necessarily very culturally aware of like what I was talking about and she was so concerned about her like 10 year old daughter who would come home crying because Justin Bieber had a girlfriend Selena Gomez and like my friends and I just truly thought the world was ending and then on that note too when his movie came out my like birthday present or something was the whole family had to go see his documentary <laughs> never say never together in the movie theater and please note that my brothers were like in their 20s at the time so this was not something that they were looking to do on their weekend but we all went and like it was a whole event so <laughs> that's yes. so good <laughs> there's the backstory as to why why the justin so bieber obsessed. I just, I wanted to be one less lonely girl. You know that song? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where he brings you up on stage, he gives you a rose. So good. Yeah. I have a question. Oh. This this it has this one has to be off the record, I think, because I'm just going to make myself sound like so ridiculous. I may or may not keep it in here. Old. Full heads up. Noah Back, TikTok. Mm. Mm-hmm. Does your age group like Noah Back? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. love Noah Back. I would like. I think he's a fine-looking gentleman. <laughs> okay, like as I pull up my, I would leave my I, like ten-year marriage like- if Noah Back said hi to me. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'm done. Like, <laughs> um, I don't love Dixie D'Amelio. I mean, no hate at her, but. I don't think that they're really good for each other. Same with Justin and Haley. And I know Rob and I disagree on this because she loves Haley Bieber. I love Haley, And again, yeah. no shade, no shade at Haley, Haley as a person. I think she's like fantastic. I love her like wedding video. Um, mm-hmm. And I think she's just stunning. But I personally believe that Selena and Justin are just soulmates for life and that something went wrong there, but they're meant to be together. So I'm calling it here first, folks. Your team, five Selena. years from now, they get divorced and Justin finds Selena, whether it's like official or not. I think that they were made for each other. Okay. You heard it here first. I still am team Haley for sure, but you know, I'll, uh, I like Haley. We'll see what happens. You wrote an album about Selena and now you wrote an album about Haley. Yeah. But even playing right now. (laughs) Um, okay. Is there anything else on your list that you want to uh, go through (laughs) before we wrap things up? Um, I think pretty much covered anything. I hope this was informative. Oh, new habits I'm working on just to Mm kind of leave on like a note of like, we talked a lot about habits and ways that we're trying to stay on track and, and be productive during this pandemic. And so one of mine is to keep better track of my belongings, which I've actually been working on for like years. Um, something about me is that I'm like, I'm very messy in the sense that I'm not like if I spill something like I'll clean it up like you don't walk into my apartment and it's like smells gross like that's not the kind of messy I am it's like the the kind of messy messy where it's like if you've listened to it's like if you've listened to the dynamic of this conversation your life is kind of equivalently messy you know in the sense where it's kind of just like like, no really rhyme or reason to it I know that like my health card is like under the shirt that's by my bed that's next to like the right. dirty pair of socks that's like by this that's there and like I like it that way right. and if I clean things up you can ask my roommates when we clean it actually has the reverse effect for me because then I'm like well 
if we hadn't cleaned, I would have known that my health card was under my shirt, by my pillow, under my bed, by that dust bunny. Totally. But now that we cleaned it and we put everything away, like, where did I put it away to? I don't know. So that being said, um, it has had some negative consequences. For example, I did lose my health card, credit card, driver's license, and passport all in one week when I moved. And that was the same time as like, I think it was like New Year's Eve or something. So your girl was trying to go get some alcohol for for a lit New Year's. And I had no form of self-identification to show the person. Nothing. Not even my driver's license. Not even my dang passport. All of it was missing. And that was a point where I looked at myself and was like, okay, this seems to be an issue that I should tackle oh my laundry card that's the most frustrating thing that I've lost recently was I loaded up like $80 onto my laundry card Mm -hmm. and then I proceeded to lose it so not only did I lose the physical card that cost me $10 but I also lost $80 that I put onto it Um, laundry so anyways you need those tiles yeah those tiles oh that's what that's what I need for your birthday yeah it's on June 17th. I also would like the world to know that. I'm a Gemini. June 17th is my birthday. Oh, we'll be 20 turning. Okay, you should open up a PO box, you know? Yeah. No one likes me when you no one likes you when you're 23. So please send gifts. Um, yeah, send them over to Cross at 416, actually. 390 Queens Key West, Unit 112. Okay. M5V386. Okay. I hope that's cool that I just said that, Dan. But yeah, maybe sure. we'll get a bunch of packages. Yeah. <laughs> Some <laughs> random tiles. Um <laughs> Okay, one uh, you have, I know you wanted to personally usher me out of this conversation today, um, as you as we do with all of our FaceTimes, um, but I'm giving you uh, uh, one more takeaway for our audience, one more habit that you've been working on. Okay, like by doing that, you're literally ushering me out. But... No, 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 no. Okay. Um, one more takeaway for our audience. Um, I would say... I have two takeaways, honestly. Okay, my first takeaway is that um, if you're a leader in like any sort of industry um, and you're like younger, something that you need to do is to just fully believe in yourself and be confident. Or if you can't, fake it till you make it. Because something that I like really learned this year was I definitely think I grew up pretty fast this year but I also struggle with imposter syndrome but as soon as I flipped that switch in my brain it was like no you deserve to be doing this you can do this and it doesn't matter you know how old you are or like whatever um just own it and believe in yourself doesn't matter like what industry you're working in how old you are as a kid no one told me that you could like manage a fitness gym that was never a career path it was always doctor lawyer like whatever teacher no one says fitness club manager so when I when I kind of was like looking to figure out what I wanted to do here I was a little bit nervous as to like will I even figure it out but as long as you just continue like chasing what you really like to do like opportunities will present themselves and you just gotta own them and be confident about it yeah, I so think you really live thing. live up to that one because I do remember when you kind of like, you know, Dana left on maternity leave and you're like, okay, it's time to step up to the plate. And, you know, like if you look at that dynamic of like who you're managing, it's it's can seem like really intimidating for someone who's your age coming into a um, a gym full of like, you know, quite experienced coaches who are all a good five plus years older than you. And like, you literally just grab the opportunity by the balls and you're like, listen up, I'm here now. Let's do this. And it was like really cool to see. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun when I believed in myself and when I, um, and when I had that mindset. And then the second thing that kind of like plays into that too, is like anyone listening who is kind of younger in their early twenties and kind of feel like lost with like what they want to do with their lives. Like don't stop until you find what you're really passionate about. Like I was in school for something totally unrelated to what I was doing. And I kind of thought like, I mean, this is interesting. Like maybe I want to kind of like work in politics. Um, But it wasn't until I had that moment of walking into this gym and like seeing what it was like and figuring out like, oh my God, wait, this is awesome. This is what I want to do. And once you find that, no matter what it is, how obscure it seems, how vague it seems, like how professional or unprofessional it seems, just like run with it. And I think like Robin also really inspired me 
through this too because I remember when I first joined like Bobsy was in its early days and there was days when she was like I don't know what I'm doing like I don't know if this will work I don't know if I can if I can follow through with this but she stuck with it and she had a vision and she knew what she liked doing and like look how well it's developed for her as well so not only doing that yourself but surrounding yourself with people who have that same mindset is like huge 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 so yeah love that I love it such a good way to wrap things up that's so mm-hmm. good. It's been an absolute honor to be on this podcast. Such a slice, um, Carolina. You bring such like a good first, vibe to like, the show. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, everyone should know all of my handles to follow me on. So like we mentioned first, Carolina underscore on underscore TikTok, first and foremost. Yeah. On Instagram, Carolina, but make the, make the O a zero and add an extra A and add an mm-hmm. underscore and a 17. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I chose that username at like... <laughs> age 16 you can change that eh? we'll find there's no good ones left um so there's that and then generally where I work out of is four and six fitness club so if you want to work with me and do member check-ins with me and just generally see my face every day and get some energy to work out and all the good stuff oh yeah all the torontonians need to go need to go there if you're listening to this if you're in Toronto you got to go check out the gym it's incredible amazing coaches amazing general manager yeah amazing programming if you're not uh, local, but you're locked down, get on the online too. Oh, yeah, Cause Carolina's totally. energy is hilarious online. Yeah. Um, and lastly, maybe if this gets enough like views, then maybe we'll start our own podcast. <coughs> Dan. <clears throat> so, <laughs> yeah. The 416 pod. Okay. Carolina, thanks so much for being here. You're the, you're Thank the you. best. Thanks so much.